0: Good morning everyone, it's good to see you on this beautiful day that our Lord has blessed us with, unto His glory, hi, (laughs) and for those of you joining us on our live stream this morning, we thank you for being with us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. As many of you know, uh, I had the joy, truly it was a joy, of taking that 85 mile hike with my son at Philmont about, gosh, now it's probably been a good 10 years, a two, two week backpacking trip in the mountains of Nevada and Arizona. It was incredible. Christopher and I, we had an incredible time. But we learned one thing about fire, and I shared this with you. I used this analogy because it's so beautiful and so powerful. So I'm using it with you again to make a point, and I'll get there in a second. But we learned something about fire, Chris and I. It has to be tended to. If you don't tend to fire in the woods, guess what Happen to you. If you don't tend to the fire, what do you think is going to happen to the fire? Yeah, it's going to go out. So you have to tend. And Chris and I learned this really quickly when it got really cold up there in the mountains at night. <laughs> it was really important. It was really important that we tended to the fire. So, why am I sharing this with you this morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ? Because today, we kick off our stewardship drive for our parish for 2022. So I want to spend a little bit of time sharing with you some thoughts regarding the stewardship of time, specifically the stewardship of time. Because how we use our time will determine whether the ambers in our heart that is the flame and power and grace of the Holy Spirit How we spend our time to determine whether those embers burn brightly, if they burn softly, or if they're not burning at all. Something to think about. So, as I was thinking about the thoughts I wanted to share with you this morning, my mind immediately went to the New Testament and St. Paul's second letter to Timothy, chapter 4 verses 9. You see, St. Paul had a friend, his name was Demas, and Demas traveled with St. Paul, initially when St. Paul was traveling to establish churches throughout the Evangelistic world. And this, I, this is really, a, an in, listen to this. St. Paul says to Timothy, in the second letter to Timothy, he says in chapters 4, verse 9, he says, Be diligent to come to me quickly, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved in this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica. Demas has forsaken me. I wonder, what was happening. St. Paul says it clearly, he loved the present world. Now, we don't know what happened to demons. We don't know where he ended up. We don't know very little, if anything, about him. But what we do know is that he forsook his travels with St. Paul, because the world had such a powerful draw. On the other side of the coin is Timothy. Timothy, who St. Paul calls his beloved and dear son, also went through sufferings with him. As St. Paul says in a second letter to Timothy, he says, Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. Who saved us and calls us with a holy calling. Share with me in the suffering. Timothy shared with Paul in the suffering. And Timothy was able to use his time in such a way that he kept the amber of faith in his heart burning brightly. Now, I don't think we should be too hard on our friend Demos because, again, I question, I wonder if he even realized what was happening today how slowly we can just drift away and all of a sudden disconnecting from the faith and then all of a sudden that's the norm. And these things start in such simple, simple, there's a football game on today. The Seahawks, right? Every Sunday seems to be this national holiday called Sunday, the Sunday of the Seahawks. And people tend to spend more time there sometimes. I'm not Saying that there's nothing wrong with football. My dad was an ardent football fan. He loved football. But he was in church every Sunday. And football, although he loved it, came second in his life. So there are two ways, my brothers and sisters of Christ, we can use our time. There are two ways we can use our time. The first is that we can we use our time in such a way where we're constantly busy all the time. I tend to fall into that category. Perhaps many of us do. We're constantly busy, we're constantly working, we hardly have any time for ourselves, we hardly have any time for our families. But you know, and I know, that's not healthy. When we're so busy that we don't have time for ourselves, for our families, for our spouses, that is not healthy. On the other side of the equation are people who are constantly bored are constantly bored because they have too much time on their hands and nothing to do, that's not healthy either, like brothers and sisters of Christ. Because we know from the writings um, of our friend, the psychologist there at St. Vladimir Seminary, that boredom can lead to all kinds of negative behavior right? To to fill that void. Dr. Ross of living well. You can read it in there. He mentions born. So being so busy that we don't have any time for ourselves or our families or our faith and being not busy enough, these are two extremes, my brothers and sisters in Christ that are not healthy. So what do we have to do? My invitation and your invitation is to look at the time we spend during the day. and What are we spending our time doing? We spend our time, do we make time, and you guys are all here, so I'm, 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 I'm saying this to the choir, <laughs> I'm sure. sorry to speak, preaching to the choir, but you're here. It's important to make time to come to church at liturgy on Sunday. It's important to make time to pray daily, and it's important to make time to connect with ministry, not only on Sunday, but throughout the week, to keep the amber of, your, of the flame growing, growing in our hearts. So how do we do that? First, we have to see that the time of each day is a gift from God. I don't know about you, but every morning when I get up, I do my all, and I say to myself, Lord, thank you for this day and thank you for this 24 hours that you've given me. Because it is a gift and it is a blessing and it comes from you and I recognize it as holy. That's right, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Time is holy because God created it. The second thing we have to do is commit time to God. In the book of Psalms, chapters 90, verses 12, the psalmist says, and I quote, Teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. We are invited every day to commit time to God is that time that has given us is holy. So my prayer is, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that every day we spend time in prayer and we set aside time for God. But we must remember also that it's important to connect with ministry that our faith may grow. Because we need each other in that journey of faith. I need you, you need me, I need, we need each other. And we want to be in each other's presence in the context of the growth of faith Because we can only grow in the context of community. We can only grow when we see one another in each other. Loving, forgiving, having compassion. So spending time in ministry, or setting aside time for God in ministry is very, very important. It's interesting, Uh, the liturgy being the focus of our faith, right, because when Christ came to establish the church, He came to establish liturgical, He he established Eucharistic ministries, right? But it's interesting, the liturgy by itself doesn't really say much about stewardship. Uh, The liturgy by itself, you know, if you look at the prayers and you look at the the petitions, you know... It really, the whole concept of stewardship of time may not be immediately apparent in the context of the literature. But if you look at the ancient church and how the ancient church functioned, when the church was established, you know, people were worshiping in houses because the church was persecuted. So, what would the deacons do? The deacons would stand at the door of the church with their bags open, and as people were coming in, people would drop into the bag wine, olive oil, bread, food, staples, and the deacons would take some of the wine and some of the bread out to be used in the liturgy, and at the end of the liturgy the deacons would then give the rest of what was collected to the poor. And then, when the church grew, after Constantine freed the church from persecution in the year 313 AD, the deacons couldn't, can you imagine the deacons standing at the doors of bias Constantinople? holding a bag, 400 people were coming into the church. So the church built these, 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 these rooms, if you will, where people would come, give their gift, they would wait for the bishop, and once the bishop was there, they would give their gift, and they would all wait for the bishop, and once the bishop was there, they would all come into the church with the bishop and the liturgy at the beginning. But here's the thing about this, the gifts that they gave, it took time for them to make those gifts. It took time for them to make that bread, it took time for them to make that wine. It took time for them to press those olives, and they were doing it not only for themselves, but for God. They gave up their time. So they didn't give up their time, the liturgy would not, during the week, the liturgy would not be able to function. Because you see my brothers and sisters in Christ, they didn't have stores like we have now. Perhaps you could go buy it right here and there. Most people made their own. So they gave the gift of time, so that people in the community could worship. So, what is the point I'm trying to make here? Time is holy and we want to commit some of it to God. Our strategic plan team is working on what is called a small group concept. Small groups. People getting together in small groups. You're going to learn more about this as time goes on. And I know we're a computer church, but perhaps we can set up these small groups, maybe one in the south maybe one on the north, maybe one on the east end, so I know traveling is bad and we are a commuter church. But the invitation is gonna be for everyone to be involved. For everyone to connect with a small ministry, just like my brothers and sisters in Christ, everyone who came to church in the, back 1800 years ago put something in the bag that took their time. I want you to be thinking about this because this giving of time is really, really important. Why? Because life's routines can smother our faith. We can't let life's routines smother our faith. But we have to submit our whole self, including our time, to our Lord's authority every single day. Why? So the amber of our faith will shine brightly. Because remember, my brothers and sisters in Christ, as Chris and I learned the importance of using our time to keep that fire going, we have to do the same. We have to use our time to keep the amber of our hearts growing bright unto the glory.